Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 99 with the amazing Kate Erickson. Hi, this is Kate Erickson, and you're listening to the Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Today, it's an immense pleasure to have the conversation with Kate Erickson. She is the integrator at Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. Kate is also the host of the podcast, Kate's Take, and the co-author of the podcast journal, Idea to Launch in 50 Days. And I just love what Kate and John Lee Dumas are up to in all of their work. I highly recommend you are tuning into Entrepreneurs on Fire. Check them out. And yeah, hop on over to christineschlansky.com. Find the podcast tab and listen to our episodes right over there, including the show notes, the transcript, the resources, and all the links to connect with Kate. It's just one click away. And I just had the immense pleasure last year to spend a whole day with Kate and John in Berlin and to show them my favorite and secret places. Uh, we had a lot of fun and I learned a lot about them. And also right afterwards, I decided to take their podcast course because that was my little nudge to take it to the next level and to actually put my idea of creating a podcast into true, true action. So Kate and John and their work are a big part of the inspiration for me to run this show. So let's tune right in and learn from Kate how she went from crisis to entrepreneur on fire, now traveling the world and creating a lifestyle they truly, truly love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe and let's tune in. Well, I am so super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much, Christine. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And, you know, I just love your success story. I, you know, I, I had the honor to spend a little bit of time with you and to get to know you better. And I would love for you to fill us in a little bit um, of like, how did you start entrepreneurship? Because before you were a long time, very successful in the corporate world. And I believe we, we both had like this big challenge to let go of something that we knew it works to go into entrepreneurship. And that also means like selling, getting the numbers right. So yeah, if you could fill us in a little bit on your journey, that would be amazing. Yes. Yeah, so as you stated, I'm very familiar with the comfort of the corporate world and a paycheck and health insurance and all of these things that were, you know, included in this package. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I didn't think about it until after I became an entrepreneur, but as an employee, it always felt like a safe space. And if I were able to stay in the corporate world, you know, that I would continue receiving that paycheck, that I continue receiving healthcare. And then for a period of time, actually, um, the corporate job that I had, that I left to become an entrepreneur, my job was in the layoff department. Um, so it was a very tough position to be in, you know, not when people heard like the name of our department or anything like that, it was like, they didn't want to have anything to do with us, which was like, you know, kind of an interesting position to be in. Um, 
And it was kind of like a sixth sense of job security because at that time, it was like 2008, which at the time in the States, we were going through, a, you know, and in many other countries, a big financial crisis. And um, I knew that they needed me to help in that area. So that showed me that there really is not a lot of safety in the corporate world because you can be laid off from your job at any time and you don't really know when that's going to come. To add to that, I just felt very underappreciated at that position that I had been working in for like three and a half years. Um, you know, I worked my booty off and I did everything that they told me to do. And I feel like I far exceeded the expectations that were set for me. And I thought that that was going to help me climb the, this corporate ladder and that one day I was going to be a manager and that I get an upgrade in salary and that I get this great job title. And that's what success was to me at the time. I'm so, so glad that when an opportunity came about for me to receive a pay raise and a, a, like a, a higher position, um, it was actually given to somebody outside the company. And it was really crushing for me at the time, but that's what finally pushed me over the edge and made me realize that that was not how my life was going to go. I knew that there had to be something else out there. And at that time, I didn't even really know what entrepreneurship was. Like to me, it didn't seem possible that you could create the, your own schedule and that you could do what you wanted to do every day. And that like you, you were the one making the rules. I didn't know that that existed. So it was kind of like this perfect storm of a really tough situation to be in, to lose that raise and, and that position that I thought was mine to somebody outside the company after I had served this company for many, many years. Um, and at the same time, a blessing because it's finally what pushed me over the edge. So I quit that job and I tried to start my own business called Kate's Copy. And I worked on that for six months and it failed uh, I want to say miserably, but I learned so many lessons in that time that I look at it a lot, like in a lot better light now than I did at the time, of course. Yeah. And, um, and that was my first jump into entrepreneurship. Wow. That's so amazing because it so resonates with what you just said. I, I never had the idea myself, like, you know, being an entrepreneur that sounded cool, but I didn't really see it. It took such a long time to, to open my eyes for that and my heart. And then once that was done, it was like, huh, wonder why I waited so long. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's such a, you know, it's such a huge mindset shift when, yeah. when you're not brought up with that around you, like, you know, maybe some people, their parents are entrepreneurs or like they grew up in an environment where that was something that they saw and that they understood. But when you don't grow up understanding what that is, it's, it's a really big like leap to take to wrap your mind around that like that can actually work. Mm, yeah. So Kate's copy sounds amazing and it sounds like it should have been like a big success. <laughs> right? That's what I thought. <laughs> copy, right? So I remember writing my first blog and that took me like over two hours. I was frustrated. I thought like, how can I do this like more often? Like I cannot sit down two hours or more and then being afraid to, you know, click publish. <laughs> so, yes. So I totally see the, the value. So 
what was one of the challenges was it maybe like finding clients or selling or what do you think when you look back was was one of the biggest well issues why it didn't work out so i mean the biggest issue really encompassed all of those things but the root cause of it all was that i didn't know how to communicate or offer a mm. service that a specific person needed or wanted and so christine like you just said that's a perfect example of like you were so frustrated because it took you two hours to write this blog post and like you just wanted to hit publish already if i would have come out with kate's copy and would have gotten on or had a chat with you and said Christine, I can write your blog post for you and you can still have full editorial control. You can still make it your voice, but we'll have a chat and I'll help you craft that. All you have to do is give me like a short download and I'm going to create it for you. You probably would have been like, awesome. I want that. <laughs> yeah. My problem was that I said, hey, I'm Kate from Kate's Copy and um, I can write copy for your website. I can help you with your SEO. I can, um, you know, create email newsletters for you. And I, I didn't have a niche. I didn't have a specific offering that served a specific need for a specific person. And therefore, I had nothing. I was trying to talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. I would go to networking events and sit down at meetings, trying to just like desperately get somebody to say yes to me, not realizing that nobody could ever say yes when I couldn't even explain or communicate what it was that I was offering. Um, you know, in addition, like you said, I mean, I was a terrible salesperson. I, in all my corporate jobs, I worked in Excel and, you know, organized office documents and, you know, made sure that my boss was where she was supposed to be. Like I didn't have any experience with selling or, you know, how to put together an offer or any of that, what to charge people. I remember sitting down um, on a, at a one-on-one -on -one with a pretty big hotel chain that had expressed interest in my services. And we sat down and they're like, so what's the package? And I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I have no idea what the package is. <laughs> I don't know what to charge for this. And not to mention how uncomfortable it was to be sitting across the table and not have an answer to any of those questions. So it, yeah, I mean, it was just a big... It was a big learning experience because I knew absolutely nothing. We, we should have met years ago. I feel that would have been <laughs> you doing my copy, I helping you with sales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a great value exchange. <laughs> yeah. So I see that over and over again, especially with entrepreneurs who are like starting or maybe in there, maybe they make some money, but they want to go to the next level that there's really the like, how do I niche down? And I know that you, um, from your amazing um, podcast course, that you really put an emphasis on niche down, right? Mm -hmm. Specific, you know, if you feel like you can't niche down, niche down even more. <laughs> yeah. I remember that because I, when I was going through it, like trying to figure out how to set up my podcast, I was like, huh, that's interesting. So I, I'm even more niche with the podcast than I'm with my ideal client. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, I just observed that and was like, okay, well, they know definitely what they're talking about. So I <laughs> rather follow <laughs> the advice to, you know, make it work. And then once you got that momentum, well, obviously people can always get to your episodes or, or download. But um, I think that having that clarity is really 
super, super important. And, and lots of entrepreneurs either go away from it once they had it, they get distracted with other opportunities coming their way and don't really know how to say no to them, or they have never ever had that clarity, which makes it really difficult to then make the offer and also to package mm -hmm. because they don't know what to put in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, uh, and I see that all the time now. I mean, back then that was me. And, and, you know, even still putting offers and packages together, you know, it takes time. It takes a lot of brainstorming. It takes um, a very deep understanding and knowledge of who your avatar is, who your ideal client is, and what it is that they want, um, what their goals are. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely an, an, an intensive process. Yeah, yeah, it, it does need some, some research, some market research. And I think, you know, taking that time, understanding your avatar is really important because it's going to set you up for for the future right for who you want to work with how you how you enjoy the sales process because if if it's not your ideal client you might not even want to talk to them <laughs> so yeah yeah and to your point when you know the answers to those questions it makes your yeses and your noes so cut and dry like yes. when you know what your niche is, what you have to offer, what your services or your products are, and you know exactly who you want to offer them to, makes it really easy to find the exact clients that you want to work for. And it makes it really easy to say no to opportunities that aren't aligned with that. Which, yeah. you know, as you said, it's such a struggle for people is a shiny object syndrome. Um, this sounds like a great opportunity. I should probably take it. All the while, like, maybe it's a great opportunity, but maybe it's not right for right now because yeah. all it's doing is derailing you, taking you off course from what it is that you are meant to be doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So how, how did your entrepreneurial journey change after you did not proceed with Kate's copy? Mm -hmm. So at the time, um, my significant other, John Lee Dumas and myself, we were living together in Maine. Um, I was trying to start that business and he was working in commercial real estate. And I remember having a chat with him one night about how frustrated I was because I felt like I was spinning my wheels, like literally the hamster on the wheel feeling of like every single day, I feel like I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing and this isn't working. And, um, you know, he was like, I'll fully support you, whatever you choose to do. But I think you either need to find your niche, <laughs> great advice. Um, <laughs> and you need to keep going at this 110%. Or maybe you just, maybe it's time to look for another job that's going to kind of get you to like that next thing, whatever that might be. Um, I was feeling very stuck, very frustrated, um, very let down. And I decided to find a job. So I actually got a dream job at an advertising and marketing agency. I was working as an account um, manager for one of the uh, agency's largest clients, which was such a huge learning experience. Again, it was a job that I had wanted for probably five, six years at the time. That was kind of like, seemed the ultimate of like everything. Um, and so I was really happy to make that transition, knowing that that wasn't for life and knowing that it was going to be a great experience and knowing that it was going to help me discover what I was meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, so in the time that I was working at that advertising and marketing agency, 
is when John came up with the idea to launch a daily podcast uh, interviewing inspiring entrepreneurs. And he left his job, um, launched the podcast, and within six months, uh, invited me to join him on the team. Yeah, awesome. How did you, how did you feel about that? Um, I did not feel great about it at first. <laughs> um, so I, I felt great about him leaving his job and starting the podcast. could tell he was incredibly passionate about it. Um, he was very driven and very motivated. And I knew about him like as a person that he would be relentless in pursuing this goal. And I knew that he would start the podcast I knew that he would be meeting amazing people as a result. Like I knew that he was going to do this. So I felt amazing about that. But when he asked me if I wanted to join the team, I was really nervous about what that would do to our personal relationship. Um, I was really nervous about potentially becoming kind of like a secretary for the business. I didn't want to do that. Um, and I just didn't know what it would be like to work with, you know, the person that I'm with all the time. Like, I didn't know what it would be like to be partners in business and in life. So it was a really, really scary um, leap to take, but we took our time with it. Um, it's something that we talked about for several months before I finally did decide to leave my job and join the Entrepreneurs on Fire team. And luckily it's been, you know, the best decision I ever could have made, even though it was one of the toughest at the time. Yeah. Well, I totally, I totally can see and, and feel that <laughs> that's a, it's a huge step, especially, you know, with having in mind that you're starting that dream job to prepare for your next endeavor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, launching your, your next company. And then all of a sudden there is, there is an opportunity which it's kind of difficult to get or wrap your head around what it would look like. So, but now you, you are like the strategic person as well. You do so many things behind the scenes. Obviously, uh, John is like the face or the voice, but you have your, your own podcast as well. So you built this wonderful, amazing business that allows you to travel the world, to follow your hearts, to, to move to a beautiful place with lots of sunshine all the time. <laughs> so how, how do you feel about, or maybe you can give us a little bit of a background, like what do you do right now? Like what's your strategic setup? And mm -hmm. then how has this to do with, you know, the selling part as well? How, how did that change from your first business then to, to this one? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, John did so much foundational work for this business before I ever became a part of the team. So that clear vision and mission was absolutely critical for the business. And the fact that that was totally aligned and that I could jump fully on board with that was of course, um, you know, very important. Um, today, you know, we've now been doing this, the podcast launched September, 2012. So we've been at it for several years now. Um, and I think what's great about both myself and John is that we're constant learners. And so we never reach a point and think like, oh, 
you know, we made it. Like now we can just coast. Now it's time to sit back and relax. And we do, of course, now uh, have a business that allows us a lot of time and, you know, financial freedom, lifestyle freedom to do what we would like with our time, but not at the expense of continuing to innovate and always be, you know, trying to be ahead of that curve. And John's just really fantastic at that. Um, my position in the business specifically, I'm kind of like the back end. Um, so as you said, like in a strategic way, really, if you look at it, like John's kind of the visionary, the one that comes up with all these bigger than life ideas. And I'm kind of the one that tries to break them down and figure out how we can actually make that work. Um, I can't tell you how many of those ideas, you know, have never come to fruition, um, whether it be, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the block may be for, I mean, John just has endless ideas. Um, but we're very lucky to have launched a lot of those ideas. And um, they've become, you know, very successful online courses, journals. Um, we run an um, online mastermind and an in-person mastermind. And uh, to be honest, that's John's a way better like salesperson than I am in the respect that he carries a confidence that I've struggled with and that I've really, you know, been focusing on and working on over the past several years because it became very evident to me when I tried to start my first business, like, you know, I had so many fears and doubts around whether I was cut out to be an entrepreneur. Like, can, I, I literally didn't know if I could make it work or not. Um, I doubted my ability to be strong enough and confident enough and, you know, have that fearlessness, or not necessarily fearlessness, but the ability to embrace that fear and allow it to fuel me versus shut me down. Mm. And, you know, following this new path and being a partner in the business today, I've learned so much and feel like I continue to grow every single day when it comes to, you know, that sort of stuff. And I've had many moments in the business where I have kind of like launched, you know, my own thing. Um, I remember one, one day we were doing a live webinar for one of our online courses and John was traveling and he messaged me and he said, um, I'm not going to be able to, my internet isn't strong enough. I can't run this webinar. I need for, I need you to run it. And I, I've never been so freaked out. I mean, I was so nervous and, and I literally didn't know if I could do it or not, but you know, I, it, it was just like in the moment, like I've got to step up and do this. We can't not do this webinar. We're going to be letting so many people down. You know, there's a lot of people who are signed up for it, who were counting on that content and I got on that webinar and I did the pitch and we had like 30 people join our community that day. And it was like one of those moments where I proved to myself that like all of these limiting beliefs that I had about like selling and about what people would think of me and like whether or not I was capable of doing that, like I just, you know, busted through all of those in that one moment in a moment that was so unplanned and a moment where I did it despite like the fear and, and everything that was telling me that like I wasn't cut out for that. 
And it's having those experiences over and over and over and being willing to step outside of your comfort zone and do those things that like maybe at the time you're like, I don't know if I can do this to proving to yourself that you can and then being able to take one step further the next time. Mm, I love that. And I love that you talk so so openly about it because I know that so many entrepreneurs are in this situation. You know, sometimes they just need to step up to experience that they are cut out for it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the success afterwards, the feeling of having done it is such a strong, wonderful feeling. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it helps you to support more people in, in your amazing community. And, you know, time with you always flies. We are already at the end of, of this episode. Let us know where people can find you because you, you have so many wonderful courses, uh, free and paid. The journals are amazing. Where, where can people get your hands on your work? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, everything that we do is over at eofire.com. So there you'll find our free courses, um, the content that we produce on the podcast, on the blog, and links to the products and services that we offer. Yeah, amazing. And I highly encourage everybody who plays with the idea to have a podcast or who needs a little bit more guidance to their personal freedom to really hop over and check out uh, your products because I have the journals in my bookshelf and I've taken the course. <laughs> so I can highly recommend uh, your teachings. It's not only fun, it really makes a difference. So thank awesome. you for your wonderful work. I'm looking forward to connect for the second episode soon. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, Kate. Well, I just love this conversation with Kate. And I think it's so amazing that, you know, failing forward trying something that didn't work, not giving up, taking new opportunities coming your way. That is all what entrepreneurship is basically about. You try, you tweak, you make things better and you keep moving forward. And if you have a look at eofire.com, you see how far Kate and John have come, how many people they inspire. I think at the moment they have over 1.3 million listeners a month and look at the impact and the inspiration. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com. Make sure you are checking out these episodes and get connected to Kate. I have put all the links into the show notes. You have the transcript there, the resources. So you can really, really get inspired and motivated to take your steps to your next level. Thank you so, so much for listening to Heart Cells Podcast. This was episode 99 and the next episode is episode 100 where we have the amazing Kate Erickson back on the show and I'm so, so excited. So make sure you are tuning in and also make sure you are checking out the very special gift that comes up with the next episode. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and once you're there, choose to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to tune into from. And uh, yeah, just sending you lots of sunshine from Germany to wherever you are in this beautiful world and saying bye for now. Bye.